Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church to make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. Samuel, and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Tonight's message is very simple, right? And I feel like it's something that God wants to tell us today. Tonight's message, if you're taking notes, write this down. It's happy new ears. Now notice I didn't say happy new years. I said happy new ears because for this new year that God has placed us in, you're going to need new ears so that you can listen to the great things that God is going to do in you, through you, for you, in this church, in this city, I'm believing that. And I don't know about you, I don't want to miss out on revival. I don't want to miss out on a word from God that he has for us today. I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that my ears are in tuned to what God is saying. Amen. Why don't we pray and get ready for this word tonight. Father God, thank you Jesus for this day. Thank you God that we get to be here in your house. Thank you God that we get to just worship you Lord God freely. Thank you, Lord, because we don't have to hide it. We get to worship you, like it says in your word, in spirit and in truth. And we ask you, Lord, that not only may you open up our ears, our our hearts, but that you may also open up our spiritual ears, Lord God, so that we can be in tune, Lord God, to the frequency of heaven, Lord God, in this place. We know and we believe, Lord God, that you have something for us. We are expecting. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Look at the person next to him and tell him, wish them a happy new ears. You need some new ears to hear what God is doing, you know. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm really into music, right. I love music, uh, I, especially hip-hop, right. Anybody is a hip-hop head in here? Anybody listens to rap, right. We can be honest in church, rap is not a sin, you know. I, I love listening to hip-hop. I, I love listening how people can tell a story as they rhyme, you know. Uh, I even like listening to people that, you know, for example, spoken word, right? You guys know what spoken word is and people that uh, give poems and and stuff like that. I I love listening to speeches. I I love listening to how people speak, you know? And I think in this world and in this culture, I think we're really good at speaking, right? I think we can all agree we're really good at speaking. If, if If you haven't realized that, why don't you just look at a couple arguing, right? Has anybody ever been in a group setting and there's like a couple in the group and they start arguing in front of the group. Isn't that like the most awkwardest thing? You know what I mean? You see two people arguing, it's like, uh, uh, arguing and it's like before, right, the person is finished talking, they're not hearing, they're just like, they're not listening, they're just hearing. They're kind of like just finding out and thinking what they're going to say next before the person finishes talking and it's like, like no type of communication, right? In this culture that we live in, I've noticed we're really good at talking, we're really good at speaking. But at some point when we grow up, we forget that before the rap songs, before all the rhyming, before all these great speeches that we've heard, even before all these preachings, man, here on this altar, we've heard so many good preachings and messages, right, amen? Especially this past week. Before all the preachings, before all the messages, before all the things that, that, that we do, that we can say, right, before all of that, we learned to hear. Before we learned to speak, we learned to hear, and I won't even go deeper on this, you didn't learn to hear, it was already wired in you. Okay, you were born with the, the, the function of hearing. It's not like your parents had to teach you, hey, this is how your ear works, right? No, 
See, you can close your eyes, you can close your mouth, but you can't close your ears. Think about that. Now, I read this as I was uh, getting ready for this message that your ears are one of the only body parts, right, that continue working even when you're unconscious. You can be in a coma. You can be sleeping. You can be completely knocked down unconscious, but your ears still continue to work. And my prayer is that our spiritual ears can be said the same, the same thing. That you know what? I might be going through hell on earth. I might be going through a million and one things. I might not understand God's plan. But because I trust him, my ears are still open. My ears are still ready to receive. I can still hear God's voice in spite of all the noise that is going on in this world. And I pray that as a church that we will, also, that we will always be in tuned to what it is that God is speaking over us. Amen. Because my prayer and my con I'm convinced that God is speaking something special over JTP. Amen. I mean, sometimes we hear podcasts of other churches and everything, and that's great. You should do that. That's awesome, right? But what God is speaking there is, is there, but God has a word for us that is per pertinent to us, that is specific for us and our city and our homes and our needs. And in order for us to access into that, we need to make sure that our spiritual ears are always open. Man, and I love this story of this kid, this young boy. His name was Samuel, and I want to tell talk to you guys a little bit of what God has just ministered to me through this passage. And I want to go back to verse 1. We're going to be reading in that same chapter uh, from verse 1 to 11. Then we're going to skip over to verses 17 to 19. But right now, I just want to focus on verse 1. All right, we're at 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. It says here, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the, Lord, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation, okay? Now, another version of the Bible, it says, instead of rare, it says that uh, it was quieted, that the Lord's voice was quieted. And, you know, from this altar, sometimes I've heard a lot of people preach. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this before. A lot of people say, you know, you know, to keep moving when God stays silent. And we preach this a lot, like what to do when God stays silent. But you know what? I'm convinced, and I feel in my heart, that God does not stay silent, that God is always speaking. Just because he's not speaking the way he usually speaks to you doesn't mean that he's not speaking. And as children of God, we need to learn and get to a place of maturity where we can learn to hear God's voice in different ways. I was talking to someone the other day, and we are talking about how God speaks through different ways. God speaks through worship, right? How many of you guys believe that, right? How many of you guys have ever felt that, you know, way? Uh, in other ways, me personally, God speaks through the word, Amen. This book has saved my life multiple occasions, has given me direction in so many ways. The Bible is the word of God. You can't read this like if it was a newspaper, amen. You can hear God's voice through a message, through a, a preaching, right. Uh, you can hear God's voice maybe through another person, a friend, right. And oftentimes because maybe you're used to God speaking through worship, if he's not speaking through that medium, you think that he's not speaking. But the truth is that if we can get to a place that we are so close to God and so intimate with God and so in love with God that you can go outside and look at a freaking tree and you can see God speaking to you through that tree because you're so close to God and you're so in love with God that you can see the creator through his creation. How amazing would that be if as a church our voices, our, our ears are so sensitive that in any little detail we can hear him speaking, we can see him moving, we can see his glory 
what would happen then? And I like this. This verse, this passage, paints a picture of what culture is today. You know, as, you know, as a youth leader and as being a leader here in church, you know, obviously I have to talk to a lot of people and I give them advice, right? And I would say the number one thing that people come to me for, the number one thing is, man, I'm praying for direction. I'm praying for guidance. God, I, I, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, 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 I'm confused. Direction, guidance. And I ask you today, could it be not that God isn't speaking because God is speaking, but could it be that you have put his volume down and God is trying to speak to you and God does want to speak to you like we're going to read now in a bit. But could it be, is there a possibility that maybe you have allowed certain people in your life? Could it be that maybe you've allowed certain situations? Could it be that maybe in 2016 you were in certain places, not that God couldn't speak because God was speaking, but could it be that in 2016 you were in certain places that the Holy Spirit simply couldn't get to you? So in in this year, in 2017, we need new ears for this new year. Why don't you look at the person next to you and tell them, remind them, you need some new ears. You need some new ears. God's voice was quieted. I don't want that to happen in JTP Church. It's not going to happen in JTP Church. My prayer is that over our voices, that God's voice will be heard. That you know what? It might be our mouths, right? It might be our tongue, but that it will be God's voice speaking through us in the name of Jesus. Amen? Let's not put God's volume down. Let's put it up. Amen? Why don't you continue reading here with me? It says here, in verse, uh, verses 4 to 8, we're going to read here, and I want to show you guys something. It says here, actually, we're going to start from verse 5. It says, so he ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lied down. You see, God was calling Samuel, but Samuel thought it was Eli, and it wasn't Eli, the priest. It was God, which, by the way, just as a side note, Eli and Samuel, they were in the same place, and God was speaking, but only Samuel heard it which is totally possible, by the way, that you can be in God's presence and still not hear his voice. So we need to make sure that we are ready to receive, that there is nothing blocking uh, the, the airwaves of heaven. Amen? Look what it says here in verse 5 where we were reading, verse 6 now. And I want you to look at God's persistence with Samuel. It says here, it's already twice that he calls him. It says, then the Lord called yet again. Somebody say again. Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Verse 7 now. Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And it says here, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time. Everybody say the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, go Lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Everybody say, the fourth time, right? This is the fourth time now that God calls him, and I want you to pay attention to his persistence. It says, verse 10, Now the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And look at Samuel's answer, and I pray that the way that Samuel answered, that JTP Church will also answer to the voice of God, and wherever it is that you're at in life, that we may be able to answer the way that Samuel answered. And he said, speak for your servant hears. Write this down somewhere. God wants to talk to you. 
you need to know that that's some good news, okay? God wants to talk to you. God is a communicative God, and he is desperate to communicate with us. See, speaking is in God's nature. When he created the world in Genesis, what did he do? He spoke. He didn't just make, you know, get some, like, I don't know, raw materials and made it with his No, no, no. He spoke it into existence. The God that we serve is a communicative God. And I'll have you know something. This is good news. This is good news. That God wants to talk to you in spite of you. In spite of what you've done. In spite of what you've been through. In spite of what you did before coming to service. I'll have you know that the God that we serve is a God that loves you. That wants to know you. Even though he already knows you. He wants you to come to him. He's a communicative God. You know, my dad is like one of those people. You know, my dad is special. He's, he's kind of crazy. Y'all pray for him. My dad, he, uh, I feel like I can buy him a house, right? I can buy him a car. I can buy him, like, everything, new clothes, new shoes, new glasses, new shades, everything, everything. But if I don't call him, it's like it all went down the drain. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't take the time out of the day to talk to my dad, nothing else that I do matters. You know, I've learned in this son-father dynamic that with God it's the same way. See, your talents don't impress God because God put them there in the first place. You know what impresses God? When you take time away from your day, outside of your job, when you get out of your job, you might be tired and you say, you know what, I might be tired, I could be taking a nap, but I'm going to take the moment to turn off the music, to turn off the radio, put some worship music on and say, God, I'm going to listen to your voice. You want to impress God, that will impress God because God is a good father that wants, like any other parent, like any other father, wants to talk to his children. I'm here to tell you tonight, God wants to talk to you. That's the one appointment. JTP Church, out of the day, you can have like a million and one things on your calendar. You can have like a bunch of like little colorful dots, like, you know, that you see on the iPhone calendar. That's that one appointment that you cannot miss out on, and it is to hear from God. It is to know him, to get to know him, to hear his voice because God wants to talk to you. I can only imagine how many people God has probably been knocking on the door of your heart. Hey, I want to talk to you. People that are saved, by the way. These, I'm not talking to the people that don't know God. People that know God, people that, that have been saved by his blood yet have no type of intimacy with them. You can know someone and still not have intimacy with them. And today God is telling you, I want to get to you. I'm trying to reach you. I want to communicate to you because I love you and I want you. I want you to tell me about your day. I want you to tell me about what you've been going through. I want you to talk to me. I want you to pray. I want you to call out to me because I will answer. He's a communicative God and he wants to talk to you. See, Eli's persistence, uh, God's persistence when reaching Samuel four times, four times he said, uh, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And finally, Samuel said, speak for your servant hears. Moving along, verse 11, it says here, Then the Lord said to Samuel, behold. Now pay attention to this because I know it's going to speak to some of you guys. It says, then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Man, I, when I was reading this verse, I was like, man, I'm about to like, take out Israel and stick in Hialeah in there. You need to know something. I feel like God is speaking to you today, right? And God is telling you this, and you can take out Israel and put in, fill in the blank, whatever you want to fill in the blank. You can put your family, you can put your friends, you can put your workplace, you can put whatever situation that you are going through, you can speak to it. It says here, then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel 
at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Write this down. Write this down. God wants to tell you great things. God wants to tell you great things. One of my favorite Bible verses in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 9, and you can read it on the screens. It says, behold, I will do a new thing in 2017. God is going to do a new thing. And it says here, now it shall spring forth. It's going to happen. It's guaranteed. You need to know something that when a word comes out of God's voice, right, it doesn't need to be rectified. It doesn't need to be confirmed. It's already confirmed before it even comes out. When God speaks over your life, it's a reality. Now it shall spring forth. And this is the, man, this is my favorite part. And I know that this is going to give some of you guys hope. It says, shall you not know it? Now God is up to big things. And he wants to let you in on it. He wants to get you involved in it. I believe that God is going to do great things in your family. How many of you guys believing that? Because I got family members that need to be saved as well. And I believe that God is going to do great things. Not only is God going to do a new thing, but he's going to tell me about it. Before he does it, he's going to let me know. And it says here, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I'll have you know that the God that we serve is a God that knows beforehand. He's a strategic God, okay? His time is not like our time. He knows what's going to happen. And guess what? He still takes the time to say, you know what? I might be God Almighty. You might not understand my ways. You might not understand how I work. But I still want to let you know about it. I still want to let you in. And I need your ears to be renewed. I need your ears to be inclined towards me so that I can tell you the great things that I have planned over your life. So that I can tell you the great things that I have planned over your family. So that I can tell you the great things that, God is, that I'm going to do here in this city. God is going to do great things and he wants to tell you about it. He wants to tell you about it. We're going to skip over to verse 17. Same chapter. <clears throat> and it says here, and he said, what is the word? This is Eli talking. Follow me on this. And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God, do so to you. And more also, if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Okay? And look what it says here in verse 18, right? Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And I, I just want to focus on verse 17. Look at Eli's desperation, right? Verse 17 says, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. Write this down, please, if you're taking notes. There are going to be other people that are desperate to hear what God is speaking to you. There are going to be other people that have been praying to hear what God already revealed to you. And that is why it's so important we have a responsibility as children of God, not only to hear his voice, but to share it with other people. You see, we talk about the good news, and we know that the good news is the good news that we were sinners, right? That's the bad news, and we were destined to go to hell. And, and, be, and, and Jesus came, died on the cross, redeemed us through the blood of the Lamb, and, and now we have eternal life in him. How many of you guys can say amen to that? Praise God for that. But you know what? Good news that isn't heard it's not good news. I'm going to say that one more time because I don't think you guys understood that. Good news that hasn't been heard is not good news. Young, you know, guys, we have, a we have a responsibility as a church. If God has spoken something over your life, if God has done anything good in your life, you can't, you, it can't stay with you. It needs to go out. It needs to come out. 
because there are going to be people that are desperate to hear. The Bible says that the earth waits earnestly for the manifestations of the children of God. And who are they? It's you. Write something else down. Good news is not good news if you hear it too late. The past is past. Tomorrow is not promised. But we have a responsibility today. If God has spoken something over you, if God has given you a word, and I believe that he has, if God has done anything in you, share it with other people. Tell other people of the goodness of God. It is our responsibility. And that's what Samuel did. And to finish off, almost done. I said I wasn't going to take long. Look at verse 19. I remember Pastor Jonathan shared, with this, uh, shared this verse a few weeks ago, and I want to add on a little bit to this. It says, so Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. Everybody say, the Lord was with him. And let none of his words fall to the ground. You see, none of Samuel's words fell to the ground because it wasn't his words. It was God's words. You see, when you listen to his voice, when you have new ears for the new year, his voice, his words become your voice, becomes his words, your words. And let me tell you something. When you combine God's words with your mouth, dangerous things can happen. I don't know if there's anybody believing. I don't think you guys understand. Powerful things can happen. The Bible tells me in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful. And I'm going to ask someone, can, oh, Marcus is already up there. Great. Awesome. It says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When our ears are paying attention to what God is speaking over our lives, we have the power of the word of God come into us. And then this same power that the Bible talks about is now in our tongue. We carry it. And now we have the authority when you're going through a situation. Maybe you came into church today kind of helpless, not knowing what to do, what to say, what to think. I'll have you know that if tonight you can pay attention to God's voice, and if you allow his words to become your words, you see, if you spend enough time with God, you're going to start being like God, and you're going to start having his heart, and you're going to start having his, uh, you know, the same voice. You're going to start talking the way that he talks. And let me tell you something. When we get to a place as a church that we start talking and speaking over situations the way that God speaks over situations, God said, let there be light. Let there be light. And it was like when we start coming into a level of faith like that and a level where we can hear God's voice like that and we can say and we can look at sickness and say, let there be healing. You can look at someone in your family that maybe is not saved yet, that doesn't know Jesus, say, let there be salvation. That, that you can look at someone that maybe is in bondage and say, let there be freedom. Because it's not your words anymore. It's God's words. And when you learn to speak that way, I will guarantee you, not because of anything that I am seeing, but because of what the Bible says, none of your words will fall to the ground. Anybody believing that tonight? Come on, why don't we give God praise? Why don't you stand up on your feet? I'm almost done. And I want to make a calling today. But before that, I just want to share a verse with you guys. That really to me was where this message started for me. And it's found in Daniel chapter 10, verse 19. 
Something I love about Daniel, you know, now we have a fast named after Daniel because Daniel was a man that knew how to seek God and his voice, his ears were always, always tuned in to what God was saying. And something I, I just love about Daniel is that he was always, always, always open, always. He was ready, he was ground that was ready to receive. He was good soil. My prayer is that when God comes and when God speaks over us as a church, that we too will be good soil, just like Daniel. Daniel chapter 10, verse 19, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And just so that you guys can have a little bit of context, Daniel here is in the middle of a vision. God is speaking to him. He's seeing things that God is revealing to him. Verse 19 says, and he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, Daniel was talking about Jesus. He says, so when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. And I don't know if there's anybody in here today that probably came into church looking for strength. I'll have you know that the voice of God, that his word is all that you need. When you don't know what's ahead, you can go, go back to what has already been said um, of your situation. It says here, and said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. See, when the word of God comes over your life, when your ears are tuned in, you receive strength. You receive power. You know, like I said, I've spoken to so many people in the middle of a trial, in the middle of a situation. And I've seen many times how there's people in the church, they go to their leader, they go to their pastor, they go to a friend, they listen to a podcast, they look up a YouTube video, they put on a song on Apple Music. And look, don't get me wrong, that is great. You should go to your leader. You should worship God. Hey, subscribe to our podcast. That's great. But we leave the source, which is God, as our last resort. When God has been trying to tell you, trying to communicate with you. And I feel in my heart, just like Daniel, he said, don't, talk. He said, don't stop talking. Speak. Please speak. Because every time that he spoke, he strengthened me. And I want to make a calling today. If there's anybody in here today that maybe needs strength, that maybe needs direction, that needs guidance, God is here tonight and he's trying to talk to you. What would happen tonight if as a church we let go of all the noise, the outside noise, all the things that sometimes put God's volume down? What would happen if we can get to a place where we can clearly hear God's voice? What would happen? What would we look like in a few weeks? Can you imagine that? Today I want to make a calling. I'm done preaching. I want to make a calling. If there's anybody in here today that is in need of strength, that is in need of guidance and direction, I'll have you know the voice of the Lord is here. And he wants to speak to you, directly to you. Why don't you come up to the altar? I want to pray over you.